0: Let's open our Bible to Psalm sixty six, verse twenty. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayers, nor is mercy. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor is mercy from me. Psalm 6, verse 9. Psalm 6, verse 9. The Lord hath heard my supplication. The Lord. I to go ahead and thank God for the God that has heard your supplication for the first half of this year. The Lord that did not turn away your prayers. The Lord that did not turn His mercy away from you. Please go ahead and appreciate Him. Everything you can remember, this God has done since the beginning of this year. Go ahead and appreciate him. Just thank him. Thank him for his goodness unto you. Thank him for all he has done. Thank him for what he is doing. Thank him because you are what you have because of who he is. You have received nothing except the one given of him. Why don't you go ahead and appreciate him? For receiving your supplication. For hearing your prayers. You have loads of testimonies. Father, we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. And the second part said, the Lord will receive my prayers. So you are going to thank God again for July August, September, October, November, December, because he will hear your prayer again. Go ahead and thank him. Lord, I thank you because you are going to receive my prayers. Everything I cry unto you for the rest of this year, you are going to receive because you are not a man that should lie, neither the Son of Man that you should repent. Have you said it? Will you not bring it to pass? Lord, I thank you because every cry of my heart. Will you will receive and give me back the answers that I so desire according to your perfect will. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Now let's try to sing this song. Where the keyboard is? Pastor, I need you to hold mic, okay? Sing singing Waymaker, Miracle Walker. The light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Volume, please. Hallelujah. Just give me the key.
1: You are here, moving in the me. I worship you. I worship you. Worship you, Lord. You are here. Holy in this moment. Oh, Lord, I Lord. worship I have that I worship the The rock of ages to Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah!
0: Thank you, Lord. I want you to go to God and say, "Lord, waymaker, make a way for me and my household. Make a way for me and my household." You know where the pain is hard for me and my family. Lord, please make a way for me. You made a way right in the midst of the ocean. Jesus, make a way for me. Every mountain blocking my way to the other side. Where you have ordained for my lifting. Lord, make a way for me. In the midst of my desert. Jesus, let water flow in the midst of my wilderness. Father, make a way for me in the midst of impossibility. Let my case become possible and make me a living testimony of your goodness for the rest of this year. Oh, God, make a way for me. I refuse to be stranded. I refuse to be stranded. I refuse to be stranded. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed. Abaku 3, 2. Hallelujah. in the midst of the year make known in rod when the Lord comes with his mercy it comes for your favor and it comes against your enemy in rod remember mercy what is your prayer? Father in the midst of this year Show me and my household your mercy. Lord, show me and my household your mercy. In the midst of this year, this is the last month, in the first, the last day, in the first half of this year. In the midst of this year, 2017, Lord, show me your mercy. Lord, I look unto you for your mercy. Lord, remember all your promises for me and my household. Father, in the second half of this year, let this be greater, better, more glorious, more successful for me and my household, in Lord areas. Shine your light upon my part. Shine your light upon the part of every member of my household. Shine your light upon every member of this church. Let the whole world know indeed these are people calling the name of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you all glory. What a wonderful God you have. Thank you for everything you have done. From January, February, March, you did not fail us. In April, you proved yourself. When we got to May, you manifested your power. June did not consume us because you preserved our life. Father, we give you all the glory. Father, we give you all the glory. Thank you for answered prayers. Thank you for answered prayers. Thank you for not allowing your word, the word of your servant to fall down without accomplishing your purpose for which it is sent. Lord, we return the glory unto you. Thank you for making way for us, even the rest of this year, because we have determined not to leave you. And we know you will make a way for us. We give you all the glory accept our thanks in Jesus name we have come this is the midst of the year the word for the rest of this year put it in our heart again today in Jesus name fill our heart with your word that will take us through the second half of this year triumphantly that by the end of this year our joy shall be full indeed In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. You can please have your seat. Today, by the grace of God, we are going to be further, see the way we can maximize the opportunity God has given to us in this wonderful, unique year of answered prayers. And the topic for today is not asking a frustrating prayer mode. Not asking a frustrating prayer mode. I want you to ask your neighbor, have you been praying? Turn to your neighbor, just ask him. Have you been praying or not? Now, by the grace of God, by the time we finish this service today, this message... I believe each and every one of us will be able to give a true response to that prayer, to that question. Have you been praying or not? Let's read our text, James 4, 2 to 3. James 4, 2 to 3. Are we there? Okay. Ye lost and have not... Ye kill and desire to have, and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Not that. Ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss that ye may consume it upon your life. Either to have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. So quickly you can picture if your joy is yet to be full, are you asking? This concept of not asking, I'm going to be dealing with it as a comparison to something we are used to. Remember, I said a frustrating prayer mode. And what is the concept? Not asking. Every one of us, if you have a smartphone, bring out your phone. Just bring out your phone. Many of you are even using it for Bible anyway. Today, it is not a crime to use your phone to do your Bible. Now, you have what we call hear play mode in your phone. Is that correct? Please, could you do me a favor turn it off? You are not, not doing it. Take out your phone and turn off, turn on. Your airplane mode. Airplane mode. Turn it on. So you imagine we are where now? Inside a plane. We're about to fly. Why do you think they have to turn off your to turn it on when you're about to take off? To avoid clashes with the signals that the plane needs to get to communicate while it's taking off. One of the hardest times for a plane is when it's going against gravity. So they don't want you to distract the signals. Here plane mode. Do you know at that point if you have truly done it I know many of you didn't do it and I'm going to give you an action later on If you have truly done it, you have no access to call again, nobody can reach you, you can't reach anybody. You cannot send texts, you cannot do any WhatsApp, you can't receive anything. You can't receive Bluetooth, you can't receive any Wi-Fi. Your 3G is zero. In other words, that phone is meant for For you now only. And nobody can reach you. Even the person sitting beside you cannot connect with you on that phone. If you are aware, Here plane mode. And you know what happens? If you have put it and you have somebody to call you, please brother, call me, call me. That is what we call words, a frustrating effort. Try it tomorrow. You will not get that person. So if it is that important, then I want to submit that every one of us, when you come to church, if you have to use your phone or your iPad, and you don't want distraction from the spiritual signals that you have come to receive, what do you do? Turn your airplane hood on. Because that thing is distracting the signals of the Holy Spirit that you need to receive. And of course, I know, by the way, that's happened to me. It's what we all struggle with. Even though you are in here playing mode, you can still see your whole WhatsApp, correct? You can still see your whole email. You can still check pictures. And if you are even checking pictures inside church. So please resist that temptation to avoid that spiritual signal. You have come to receive. (laughs) You came to church to receive an impactation. So what should you do then come to that church and be distracting yourself when you're already about to fly on eagle's wings like you do in the airplane. Now let's go back to the concept. I gave you that illustration for you to understand the concept of being in a not asking mode. Prayer is all about two people you that is asking And the God you are asking from. Is that correct? You cannot pray with only one party. God alone cannot answer without you praying. And you alone cannot receive without you getting involved. With who? So when you are in a not asking mode, (coughs) what do you think is happening? You are disconnected from God that should be a frustrating effort you are crying, you are doing everything you know how to do but God is not involved you are in a not asking prayer mode But glory be to God because God can never be the reason for that frustration. Kabbalah Abu says, the God that you and I serve, that we pray to, he never sleeps. No what? Slumbers. Psalms 121 verse 2 to 4. And he told you and I, in Jeremiah 33. He said, call unto me, I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. So if you don't call according to the right mode, if you are not in the right mode while you are calling, you're hardly going to get any answer. And you get frustrated. You get depressed. You go into complaining and memory mode. Unfortunately, many people, including believers, are operating in this mode. Jesus made the disciples to realize they were in this mode in our text, in John sixteen twenty-four. Say so either to so have you asked nothing in my name. <laughs> I ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Now, can you imagine what Peter would be thinking? He say, Father, after I have I asked for everything, I'm the, the most the, the talkative, the one that talk more among these people. I was the one that asked for you to make me walk on waters, and you answered that prayer. And God is now saying, Either at all, have you asked nothing in my name? Ask that the joy will be full. Or is it John and James in Matthew 20, 20, 20 to 24 that through their mother, they asked their mother, Go and pray to Jesus, tell him that we want to be on your right and on your left. And if you remember, In Matthew 14, 28 In Matthew No, sorry, Luke 11, 1 Luke 11, 1 Also in Matthew We saw the disciples go to Jesus And say, Jesus, teach us how to Pray You remember? Teach us how to Pray But when Jesus was about to go He confronted them And said, my boys Either to Have you asked nothing? Ask that your joy may be full. So, in other words, what was Jesus saying to the disciples? He was telling them, You guys have been asking in ignorance. Without full knowledge of the power in the name of Jesus. Without full knowledge. Of the right strategy, the right mode you have to be when you pray. How do I know? Look at Luke nine forty-nine to fifty. Luke nine forty-nine to fifty. Jesus was telling the disciples they have not been praying in His name. But look at what the same disciples told Jesus Christ in Luke nine forty-nine to fifty, and Jesus answered and said, and John, sorry, answered and said, Master. We saw one casting out devils in what? Uh-huh. So someone was praying. In whose name? Jesus. Jesus' name. We saw one casting out devil in that name. And what did they do? We forbade him. That is why a lot of people are even discouraging you from praying the prayer you ought to pray. So we forbade him because he followed not with us. And look at what Jesus said. And Jesus said unto him, "Forbid him not." So
1: far is doing it in my name.
0: Forbid him not, for he has not. For he that is not against us is for us. Also in James four twenty three, James wrote James four two to three. James four two to three that you read. Ye lost and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain, ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because you are asking a means that you may consume it upon your own love. And before we go to what are the things that makes you to be put in this not asking prayer mode, I want to give you a, so that you know why you need to have this understanding of the testimony shared by my father and the Lord, Pastor I He said he had one influential man in Nigeria he called him, oh, Gio please come and pray for me I'm having this problem because of course Gio as he used as he is he formed, he asked the prayer group, please go and pray and fast for several days, if I remember. Just pray for this man, for God to heal him. Fast for how many days? I'm sure probably it's more than that, I can't remember exactly. Just be praying for who? For this man. Don't drink any water. Be praying for this man, for him to be healed. They finished that, nothing happened. So Joe himself said, okay, if you guys have done it, (laughs) the prayer did not get answered, I will do it. So he himself started started to pray. After some time, God told him, go and meet the man that you are praying for. And ask him what he did a few years ago to people that were supposed to witness in court against him in his case. The, the G.O. said when he got to the place and he asked the man, of course being an inflation man, you know he said, I've been praying my boys have been praying but God said that you ask to this question what did you do so 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 time because of this this and this he said, eh, who asked you to do? why are you asking me that but do you know that God has revealed that to the man of God and what did this man do In a case that six people were coming from village to come and witness against him. To say the truth, if that is the way you put it. This man arranged someone to go and drown the boat they were driving with. So he drowned the six people in the boat. And when the one that drowned them came to the man, the man arranged for him to be poisoned so that the case would be what? Killed. And that same person is now asking God. To heal him. (laughs) So the man said, from today, don't come to my house again. Now, effort wasted. Prayers wasted. Fasting wasted. Because of what? Not asking more. So you see the reason why you need to understand this concept. This is a frustrating and depressing prayer mode. And the worst to be in a year like this. And I pray everyone operating under this mode, the mercy of God will prevail. And you will change your mood to the normal praying mode where you ask and you receive in the name of Jesus. There are different ways we put ourselves in this not asking mode. Now, going to we going through? The nine of them. I have nine here. There are many. When I was meditating on this, and the Holy Spirit was revealing many of them to me. But we quickly go through this nine. And I pray that if there's anyone that the enemy has been packaging to operate under this mode, like those people that prayed, fasted seven days, fasted, prayed, not knowing, sorry, everyone is not hearing that prayers. Number one, different ways that indicate you are operating in not asking prayer mode. If you are living in sin. As a non-believer, you are not yet born again and you are praying. The only prayer you pray God will answer is what? Lord, forgive me. I'm a sinner and accept me as your son. If you are backsliders, you need to run back to him. Say, Lord, here I am again. I have gone astray. Please restore please me back unto you. That the first prayer you pray, if you want your prayer to be answered. Oh, you are a lukewarm Christian. Today you are up. Tomorrow you are down. What does the Bible say will happen to such, a pe- such people? Well, I will spill you out. You see this is saying, and you're committing it willfully. So when I get to church, I will ask for forgiveness. And you want God to answer your prayers. No, don't deceive yourself. Psalm 66, verse 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Proverbs fifteen, eight: A sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is is the light. Any attempt to go for alternative solution to your problem shut you off from God. We saw the example of Father Abraham. Abraham, after he had Ishmael, God was silent between Genesis 16 and Genesis 17 for 13 good years. No communication between Abraham and God. The man that God has been talking with since Genesis 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. But because of his sin, his separation, he went for the alternative. God separated himself from him until Genesis 17. Abraham walked before me. And be what? Perfect. And God is saying that to somebody today. You want your prayers to be answered? Stop that secret sin. Walk before me and be perfect. Then your prayers will be answered. Stop tolerating that sin. You committed and you now run so good, I'm sorry. Many of you are even committed it. you don't even feel guilty again. That's a backsliding state. And you are praying. Not asking more. Sin miss God to be angry with your prayers. In Psalm 80, verse 4. Psalm 80, verse 4. O Lord God of hosts, how long will thou be angry against the prayer of who? Can you see it? O Lord God of hosts, how long will thou be angry against the prayer of who? Thy people. Not your enemies. Thy people. I'll give another illustration. Probably is the last one. Because I know I need to run after this so that we can cover the nine. This goes this way. The same man of God, Pastor Iadewe, yeah, by, the, by the way, you know he's my mentor. So, you should know that I always give, because I listen to a lot of his messages. And when the man of God speaks, of course, you gain a lot of things that move you forward in life. This man said... An influential woman also, influential woman in the society, heard that, oh, if this man lay hands on you, your prayer will be answered. And this man was trusting God for the fruit, this woman was trusting God for the fruit of the womb. So he, she also went to camp, when she was laying hands on people, lay hands on her, prayed for her, and she left. One year after, the woman came back and said, ah, you, you prayed for me, nothing happened. I'm still not pregnant. What happened? And God said to the man of God, ask her how many boyfriends she had.
1: The
0: man of God said he, he, he was afraid to ask because an influential woman and they would not go and lock him off. <laughs> but said, Madam, sorry, but God said as you ask you, how many boyfriends do you have? You know what the woman said, six boyfriends and you want God to give you child. Can you shoot God? You're looking at me now. You yeah, may not be that worse. But is there anything you are doing that you are you, 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 you are you are doing things to make God to be angry with your prayers and you won't answer. The woman had a husband at home. Plus how many? Six six boyfriends. So even if God answered the prayer, see confusion. (laughs) And you are coming to church. Are people not afraid of the fire of Holy Ghost? Number two. What you do that indicates you are in a not asking prayer mode. If you have been praying a means, how? You have been doing what we call self, self-dependence prayer. on biblical prayers. Prayers that does not align with the Bible. For example, if somebody praying that God, please, help me. Grant me the grace to divorce my wife. <laughs> are you praying to God? You are just praying to yourself. Say, God, I need, you need to help me to divorce my wife. It is completely unbiblical. God can't answer such prayers. You're just deceiving yourself, just wasting your time. Pray such prayers. You know, this is against God's will. Say, God, you must do it this way. Sorry. God remains God, whether you serve him or not. You don't align with his word. You are on your own. And you are in a not asking mode. James 4.3, for you to see what praying and means means, James 4.3 in New Living Translation, please. New Living Translation. James 4.3, New Living Translation. See, and even when you ask, you don't get it, because your motives are all wrong. Your motives are what? All wrong. You want only what we give you pleasure, not what we give God pleasure. Jesus said, Not my will, but your will be done. Not praying according to God's word and according to his perfect will. And you put yourself in this mood when you are not searching the scriptures to discover. And hear divine inspiration, divine direction. Many of us, our prayers have been one way. Even though you are in normal mode, you are praying. But God is trying to impress something onto you. You, know, you, are not, you don't have time to sit down and study your word. You don't have time to sit down and hear him speak unto you. Say, call unto me. I will answer you. And what happens? I will show you great and mighty things. Not small things which you don't know. Have you been searching the scriptures as you are praying to discover what God is saying concerning that issue? To so even discover how to pray arise. You put yourself in praying and means also if you are engaging what we call vain repetition like hypocrites. Jesus was teaching the disciples in Matthew 6, 5-8. to eight. See, But when you pray, when you see verse 7, Matthew 6-7, use not vain repetition as the adding do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Vain repetition. Just doing it to impress. Just doing it for people to hear. Oh, where are you going? I'm going to pray I'm meeting. Why are you going there? Just for pastor to see me. No! If you are coming to prayer meeting for pastor to see you, sorry, that prayer can't be answered. You can't because you need what? God to answer your prayers. Also, how do you pray a When you are praying in self-righteousness. Judging and condemning others. And trying to impress God. <laughs> see God, you see now, I'm in church. At least, you can't say I didn't pray today. So... But, so you can't accuse me. You want to impress God with your prayers? I just pray that midst. Luke eighteen ten to 14. We saw the, the picture that Jesus gave us about the Pharisees and the tax collector. The tax collector, the Pharisees went there and said, God, here I am. Perfect. Holy. and one of the, the best in the society. I do everything I need to do. I pray as according to the law. I make sure I give my tithe. I do everything. But look at that man, that task collector. He's a sinner. But meanwhile, the man was there saying, God have mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus said, Who went on with answered prayers? The task collector. The truth is, I only want to hear your testimony. I really don't want to hear your time of cry, of praying, because that is between you and who? God. I just want to hear your testimony and rejoice with you, not to see how you are able to bang your head, how you are able to do all those things between you and God. Stop praying and Number three, if you have not been asking at all, Or not asking enough. You have not been asking at all, or not asking enough. When you are fainting, you are lukewarm in your prayers, you are inconsistent, you are lazy in the place of prayers, you are only planning, you are wishing and not asking. He says when you plan, when you wish, I will answer. Is that what God said? When you ask. You are not persistent, and you are giving up and getting discouraged concerning that request you have table before Him. You are in not asking mode. We saw that in Luke 18.1. He said, "Luke eighteen 1, and he spake a parable to them to this end: that men all always to pray and not to faint, and shall not God avenge His own elect? Verse seven, which cry day and night unto Him though he bear them long with them. If you are dozing and sleeping during the time of prayer like disciples, when Jesus took them to the garden of Gethsemane, you are in what? Not asking mode. Matthew 26, 38 to 46. If Elisha was like many of us, and it does not know how to truly do what it means to get what belongs to you. You will have gone without it. Please let's say, Pastor, please let's, let's go and pray for our brother. Holy Ghost, touch him and restore him in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Now let your attention be here. It is well with our brother. Amen. Please don't crowd around him, please. Don't crowd around him. Elisha was pressing on. In fact, Elijah said, stop doing this. Stop following me. Stop here in Gilgal." He said, no, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to follow you and eventually what happened the man got the answer he wanted and what was the answer double portion of the anointing you saw the story of blind Bartimaeus blind Bartimaeus because he refused to shut his mouth he refused to shut his mouth the people around him including disciples said no stop troubling Jesus said no I'm not going to stop and we will shout more. Jesus Christ, that son of David, have mercy on me. You see that in Mark 10, 46 to 52. Now, the next one. What you do that makes you to be in not asking mode. Not asking mode. If you have been asking without faith, I'm not going to spend time on this. You have been asking without faith. You are doubtful, double-minded, and you're actually asking to please God, to impress God. You have your alternative. (laughs) You are asking, okay, let's go and pray. Okay, we'll pray. Pastor, okay, I'll pray. Okay, God, do it this way. But you already know what you're going to do. You're asking without faith. James 1, 5-8 Very wonderful scriptures. In verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom or lack anything and you have any prayer point, what do you do? Let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and obeyedeth not and it shall be given him. Then verse 6. But let him ask in faith. Nothing wavering. No room for alternative. Verse 7. For let not that man think, don't assume, don't expect, that he shall receive anything. How many things? Who wrote it? Is it me? Let him think, not think that he shall receive anything of the Lord, when you are in not asking mode, A double-minded, verse 8, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Remember the story of that woman, that Canaan woman, in Matthew fifteen twenty-eight, the woman came to Jesus asking for help so that the daughter would be delivered. Jesus did everything to discourage this woman. He said, No, I'm not sent to you. Jesus even likened her to dogs. He said, Oh, it's okay. I'm a dog, I will take the one below. And in verse 28, the woman said, Then Jesus answered, Jesus said, Jesus answered and said unto her, Oh woman, great is thy faith. So, in addition to the persistency of the woman, what actually was driving this woman was, I have faith that this man is the only solution to my problem. I'm not going to go back to that high door I've been going through, I'm not going to go back to that high door that I've been worshipping think is the one that will solve this problem. No, I'm going to stay with Jesus until he will do it for me. I don't mind anything that happened. I just need my whole miracle from Jesus. And Jesus said, what a great faith this woman my heart. And the Bible said, the same hour, the daughter was made whole. Number five, you are in not asking mode if you have not been giving testimonies. Now listen very well. If you have not been giving testimony and thanking God for the small, small thing. You call it small. Well, in the hands of God, they are not small. Because they are timely. If you have not been thanking God and giving testimony about those things God has done. And because of that, you are blocking the way of the big thing that you are expecting him to do for you. You are in a not asking mode. Jesus was mindful of this when he got, go and look at the prayer of Jesus. One example, when he got to the tomb of Lazarus, the first thing he did in John eleven forty one, 41, he said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast helped me. That's the last part. The last part of that scripture. The Father, I thank you because you have done it before. And I am sure if we go to the next verse, 42. And I knew that thou hearest me when always. If we go to First Samuel 17, 34 to 37, the story of David. One of the weapons that David used was this weapon. When David got to Saul, and Saul wanted to discourage him, David said, oh, King. I have a testimony to share. I was in the bush and I trusted God. As little as I am, being a youth, I saw a lion, a bear, coming to attack my flock and I killed them because God helped me. This Goliath will be like that. The same God that helped me then, it will help me now. Did God do it or not? So if you are waiting for God to do that big thing before you start testifying, you are in not asking mode. Or somebody asks you, has God done anything for you? Nothing, nothing. Nothing. Number six, if you have been missing divine appointments by your lack of commitment to prayer meetings. Now that's all right. I want you to take note of this. You have been missing divine appointment with God by your lack of commitment to prayer meetings, to vigil, to even your own family personal prayer time. The children have to force you to come and do family prayer time. So we are late, we are late. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm already late. Let's go, let's go. You are not committed to your personal prayer time. You are not committed to prayer and fasting. We just had three days prayer and fasting. How many of us fasted? And you want God to answer your prayers. Look at the story of Mary. In Luke 10 41 to 42, Jesus gave Mary Martha the worst thing she could ever hear. She was busy going to market, going to Lulu, going to, to club, going to do those stuff, going to fitness shop, where she was supposed to be in church. And she was not complaining. See what, uh, what uh, Mary is doing. Jesus said, No, sorry. Mary is doing the right thing. Sitting with me in the prayer time. Being in church in the prayer time. During VG. It's in church, not sleeping. When it's supposed to be doing prayer in the house, it's doing it. Prayer and fasting, the declared in church, it's doing it. Mary has chosen the right path. Martha was in a not asking mode. Only God knows how many of us have missed divine appointments like this. I've shown you the analogy before. The Bible says, one, we chase how many? A thousand. Two, we chase how many? If, let's assume, the demon's sent to deny you of your breakthrough, if they have how many? Two thousand. What will you do? You need prayer partner. Are you with me? Are you hearing me? But when you're in church, we say pray. You know how many how many millions they were taken off. When you pray in unity, when that geometric arithmetic works, then the enemy begins to fly. Your two thousand will not fly anyhow. But here you have you don't come to prayer meeting. You don't come to VG. You don't even do your own prayer meeting. You don't pray and fast. And you won't go to answer your prayer. You are in not asking. There was a story in Luke 13, 11 to 13. Luke 13, 11 to 13. We all know the story. This woman, the Bible says, was bent all over. She was bent all over. Jesus was teaching on that day. As Jesus was teaching, fortunately, this woman was in church on that day. And as Jesus was teaching, Jesus stopped the, the message and said, Woman, thou art what? Lost. If that woman was not in church on that day, if she died bent, whose fault? Our fault. I say, so I've been praying. I've been coming to this church. Nothing is happening. I have not. nothing is happening. Pastor, pray. But you are not in church when God wants to answer your prayers. You are busy somewhere else, and you're blaming God, not asking more. Let's do the last three and we pray. You are in not asking mode if you have only been weeping, complaining, murmuring, and blaming God and blaming others for your unanswered prayers. You have been weeping, complaining, murmuring. First Corinthians 10, 9 to 10 says, Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now, there was a story in Luke 15, 25-32. We all know the story of the prodigal son. You know it, right? We all blame the prodigal son, that he did a wicked thing. But the man knew how to open his mouth and ask. He said, my father, I need everything that belongs to me. The father I did what? Give to him. The other brother was saying, no, I'm assuming everything here is my home. I don't need to ask. When the boy slander, slander everything, finish everything, he came back to the house. The moment the father saw him, what did the father do? He took the cow meant for the other brother and gave it to him. If you don't have open mouth to ask, sorry. Are you with me? The other brother was complaining. Oh, my father, ah, you, why did you take my own cow? He was complaining, he said, My father, now I know my right. Everything in this house belongs to me. Stop me from giving it to that boy. You must learn to ask, not complain, not murmur, not weeping. Probably, Sister Anna has been going to Shiloh. When you read 1 Samuel, year one, year two, year three after marriage. This woman is just provoking me. She has come again. Oh, she has come again because I don't have a child yet. Look at how she's talking to me. And she will go back home again. Year two. She will complain. God, will you not answer me? Why is this woman doing this? Oh, I'm feeling bad. I'm depressed. My husband, what will you do? Go back again. But until she changed her model. Say so this year, <laughs> I will not weep that fake weeping again. I will only weep now the right. The Bible says she went to God, prayed, and wept so. And God answered. There's a story about Job, which I believe many of us might have not seen it. Please let's see Job forty, one to nine. I'll quickly go through that. For you to know what compl- when you read the book of Job, because Job was righteous, yeah? God said it. Job put himself in this not asking mode by complaining. God, what did I do wrong? I did everything. I sacrificed this. I don't do this. I don't commit sin. I don't do all this. Look at what God, after He has said all He wanted to say, look at how God silenced Him. Job 40, 1 to 9. Let's see New Living Translation. Job 40, 4 0. New Living Translation. Now, let me read it. Then the Lord said to Job, Do you still want to argue with the Almighty? You are God critics, but do you have the answer? Look at what Job said. Then job replied to the Lord, "I am nothing <laughs> when he realized where the story is getting to. So I am nothing. How could I ever find the answers? I will cover my mouth before he knew how to complain before yeah He so said, "I will cover my mouth with my hands after his big mouth has been complaining since now in verse five. I have said too much already. (laughs) Praise God. He said, I have said too much already. I've been complaining. I've been murmuring. I have nothing more to say. No, God said, don't continue. Look at what God said in verse 6. Then the Lord answered Job from the wild wind. Brace yourself like a man, man. Because I have some questions for you. And you must answer them. Do you see that? Many of us are in that mood. Complaining, murmuring. And you think you are praying. If you get to go and read the rest of that scripture, God silenced Job completely. See, when I was creating the world, where were you? Who burned you? Who burned you? God silence, don't let God silence you. He has you to pray, not to murmur, not to complain. Praise God. Now compare that to what Apostle Paul did. When Apostle Paul had his own trial, what did he do? He went to God the first time, the second time, and the third time God spoke. My grace is sufficient. What? For thee. Did Job complain? I mean, did Paul complain? My grace is sufficient for you. I have to live with this. This is my, this is my cross. And no wonder the man heart a wonderful ministry. Many of us are passing through trials, but you are failing the trials. God tried you for you to pass and move to the next level. But instead of passing, you are complaining and so failing the test. When you fail the test, what happens? You repeat. That is it. In the school of God, that's what happens. Until you pass a grade of level of faith, sorry, you are not going higher. You have to repeat that trials. Number eight, we'll round up now. You are in not asking mode if you are living on forgiveness and having an unhealthy relationship in your house. Pastor, helped us yesterday about unforgiveness. If you are not in church, please, if you are living unforgiveness, your prayer cannot be answered. You are praying in not asking mode. You yourself know it. Then do it. So that your prayer will be answered. Mark eleven twenty-five 25-26. Pastor read that for us yesterday. Now the second part that I want us to pay attention to. First Peter 3, 7. You are living on unforgiveness and you are not having a healthy relationship in your household. With your friends. With your family. In this place, talking specifically about husband. It said, likewise, ye husband, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife and unto the weaker vessel, and as been here together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not ended. Now a woman will say, Oh, thank God. So if I'm frustrated with the effort of my husband, my prayer will still be answered. Sorry. The same way. If you are the one frustrating the effort of your husband, your prayer cannot be answered. If you are the one frustrating the effort of your wife, your prayer cannot be answered. And children, hear me. If you are the one frustrating the effort of your parents, your prayer cannot be answered. If you are provoking your children, you are making their life to be to be hell on earth. Your prayer cannot be answered. Who said it? The Bible. And finally, number nine, if you have been asking for small things that are below God's plan for your life. Jesus Christ told the disciples, you guys have not been asking for the hard thing. You are not asking for power. Imagine if Peter were to if Peter were to be Elisha. Just imagine it. You know Elisha. When Elisha asked for Elijah, that give me. Double portion of you are not. What did Elijah say? Elijah said, "You have asked what for hard thing." Elijah himself no, I can't do this. Only God can do it. But if you see what I'm going, God will give it to you. So if you have been asking God for small thing, stop limiting God. The God that you serve can give you villa while you are asking for one room up, one room self-contained. The God that you serve can give you a Bentley, a Rolls Royce. But you're asking God, give me a bicycle. I just need a bicycle. <laughs> and you are praying and fasting. God, give me a bicycle. And this God can give you a Bentley. He can give me a Rolls Royce. Or oh, you don't want to go that far. You don't want to commit sin. He can give you a Lexus. <laughs> Praise God. You are asking for God, give me the small not to heal small, small headache. When you're supposed to be asking for God to give you anointing to raise the dead. Are you with me? Let's do an on our feet. So I want to tell your neighbor, ask big and hard things. Stop limiting God. Hallelujah. So I want to, I want to ask you the question again. You remember the question we asked in the beginning? Have you been asking? We went through nine points. Have you been asking? God has sent this message to us because he wants us to maximize this opportunity. If any of this point has put you in a not asking mode, please change your ways. And this will change for the best for you in Jesus' name. And your prayers shall be answered in Jesus' name. Now finally, let's read this. We will not be able to sing the song again. Psalm 55 verse 16 to 17 Which is our commitment Before I call pastor to come and pray for us Psalm 55 verse 16 to 17 So ask for me Let's read it together As for me I will call upon God In other words, please pause 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 there I will call upon God I will not stop asking That's what it means so Let's read it again Why don't you go? As for me I will call upon God And the Lord shall save me. Verse 17. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray. And cry aloud. And he shall hear my voice. Go ahead and ask the Lord God. Please help me. Never to be in not asking mode. Help me to ask. Help me to open my mouth. To to call on you. Help me to ask until I receive that answer. That I desire from you. Help me oh God not to murmur. In the name of Jesus. If you are here, you are not born again. The first prayer you should pray is God I surrender my life unto you. If you are not born again and you want to give your life to Jesus, I want you to raise your hand unto Jesus so that I can pray with you. You know you are not born again. Your prayer cannot be answered. Sorry. You are not yet his son. You are not yet his daughter. There's no way he can identify with your prayer. You are here, you are not born again. Lift your hand up and let me pray with you. Is anybody doing that? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' precious name. Let's appreciate God for how He has moved in this service. Father, we thank you for moving mightily in this service. For the worship for the word, you have done all things well. we bless your name, we give you praise. Thank you for your word, thank you for your servant that you have used to bless us today. Be thou glorified in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Whatever you have declared today, you shall have them. Amen. You shall have them. Amen. You shall have them. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now I'd like you to speak a word concerning the month of July. Father, it is the seventh month. Seven is the number of release. Let my release come. The release of answers. Release of breakthroughs. Release of a new job. Release of my promotion. Release of many souls. Are you making that declaration? Release of your grace and glory. Lord, this seventh month of July shall be a month of release for me and my family. Release of the best, all the best that you have for me in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Father, we thank you for answered prayers again today. Thank you for your son that you have used To bless us today. We pray that your hand be stronger upon him. To bring deeper revelation and truth to us in the days ahead. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that everything we have had today. Shall move us from a not asking into an asking mode. And as we ask, you will answer. As we knock, you will open. Why we are here speaking. You will show up. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Now, as Brother Claudio was ministering, I sensed the presence of an angel of God here today. Amen. Very strong, very powerful, very mighty, and very awesome. Very tall angel. Came because of you. Amen. To do four things. To give you good news. <laughs> to bring you into high favor. Amen. 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 Wow. July is your month, July is your month, (laughs) amen, so good news, high favor, release of power in the name of Jesus, God will make all things happen for you, your tears shall be wiped off forever, in the name of Jesus, wow, what a month. And finally, the month of July shall be a month of rest. There shall be divine visitation in the name of Jesus. So shall it be. Go in peace. Next Friday, return with testimonies. Your case is settled. In Jesus' precious name, grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. As we pray, the Lord will answer us. God bless you. See you in July. Congratulate your neighbor. Amen.